Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today I'm going to cover one of the most important characteristics that God has given us, especially when we leave this earth, and it is salvation. So let's go ahead and define it. Salvation means deliverance from sin and its consequences, believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. It also means preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Now, the scripture reference that I use comes from Acts chapter 4, verses 11 through 12, and this is coming from the NIV version, and it says, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And again, that's Acts chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. There are so many scriptures that can be used to discuss salvation. But I felt it important to start with this one first so that it is understood that there is no other name that is given to mankind that can be used to be saved. Although there may be other ways that other people may say that they can be used to get into heaven, this scripture makes it clear that Jesus is the only name. I believe this and I follow the word of God, which is in the Bible. It is a privilege and a blessing to know that God has made a way for mankind to return back to him. Although it is nothing that we have done to deserve his grace and mercy, he still displays his unconditional love upon us to help us to see that his love is everlasting and eternal. The price that Jesus has paid on Calvary should never, ever be minimized or silenced, and it should never be disrespected. This was an enormous price to pay, especially for all of mankind. He just didn't do it for a few people, nor did he pick and choose which ones he was going to save. He did make it obvious that salvation would be given to those individuals who acknowledged him as their Lord and Savior. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, that's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. God really does want you to turn from sin, to acknowledge Jesus, and to come to him. He recognizes all that the enemy has done to try to trick you or trap you, but you haven't given in to it. Now is the time to give yourself the permission to follow God instead of continuing to do things your way and listening to those voices that are feeding into it. Let me add, 
that by acknowledging Jesus and being obedient to him, you have the peace of knowing that you will spend eternal life with God in heaven. God does not condone sin. He hates sin, which is why there had to be a sacrifice to be made. People need to understand that if you don't acknowledge Jesus and what he has done, then you end up dealing with the consequences of sin and the wrath of God. I know people only talk about the love of God, but they don't talk about the wrath of God. As long as you are trusting in what Jesus has done for you and the price that he has paid for your sins, then prayerfully, you won't have to deal with the wrath of God. John chapter 3, verse 36, and this is from the Amplified Version. It says, He who believes and trusts in the Son and accepts him as Savior has eternal life, that is, already possesses it. But he who does not believe the Son and chooses to reject him, disobeying him and denying him as Savior, will not see eternal life. But instead, the wrath of God hangs over him continually. And again, that's John chapter 3, verse 36 in the Amplified Version. One of the things that is important to understand about salvation is that it not only restores us to a right relationship back to God, but that it frees us from the bondage of sin. Jesus came to let you know that you don't have to stay in that mindset of defeat. You can be free because he has made you free from sin's hold in your life. Now, John chapter 8 verse 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, ye shall be free indeed. And again, that's John chapter 8 verse 36. This is what you must hold on to. You don't have to keep beating yourself up when you have sinned. Now, you should have a repentant heart and ask God for forgiveness. Also, it is important to not keep giving into the desires of your flesh that causes you to keep sinning. I know that some things are harder to deal with than others, but at some point, you must make a conscious effort to try to avoid those desires. As you connect to Christ and you get to know him in a deeper way, you are able to appreciate this gift of salvation even more. The gift you are able to receive should never be taken for granted. It is because of what Christ has done on the cross that allows you to have a final resting place with God in heaven. This is not because of any type of work or activity that you have done or accomplished on the earth. The trust and belief that you have in Christ is what allows you to have this precious gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 and this is from the New Living Translation version. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, and none of us can boast about it. Again, that's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. There are times where some people may think that they can do these types of things to get them into heaven, or they may think that they are a good person 
so they will automatically go to heaven or because they have a relationship with some church people that is a sure bet into the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, it is not because of any of those things. You must acknowledge who Jesus is and what he has done for you in your life. It is an individual confession and you must recognize that he was the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. He gave his life so that man could be saved. Although he may give you chance over chance to get it right, he really does want you to follow him and to be obedient to him. He doesn't want you to keep living this life of destruction and pain and suffering that the enemy keeps tricking you with. The enemy will keep giving you a false narrative so that you will be tempted to follow the path that he wants you on. Many times, it takes a lot of things to happen to you before you cry out to God and ask for help. The enemy is always trying several different things to throw at you to keep you in turmoil, hoping that something will stick long enough to cause destruction in your life. Please, please don't keep believing the false information that the enemy has given you. You may not believe that it is the enemy behind the scenes pulling at your strings, but it is. God and the enemy are trying to persuade you to come into their respective sides and you will eventually make a conscious effort to go to one of them. Now you may even start off going to one side of things and then when something happens, you bounce to the other side to see if things are better over there. Please understand that God doesn't want you to keep going back and forth, bouncing from side to side to see which one is more enjoyable. God wants you to make a decision to stay on his side and to start working on the relationship that you have with him. So now let's go into a different direction. Maybe you have already accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have a great relationship with him, but you also understand that there are people in your household that don't know him. Now you are concerned about their salvation. You want to be able to see them again when you both leave the earth, but they haven't opened their hearts to him. How do you handle it? What do you do? What steps have you taken in the past to have a conversation with them regarding their salvation? And when it happened, how did it go? And what is their current response so far? It would be good to know how the outcome has been as you ask the questions to them. You never know if you are the one person who plants the seed and then someone else waters it and God gets the increase. Once you have had this conversation with them, try to see if you are able to see if you can continue to share with them again about their salvation. All of us are expected to participate in the Great Commission and to reach others to Christ. Now, the first start should be with the people who you are closest to, which could be your family and your friends. I know it may be uncomfortable in the beginning, but it's okay. Practice makes perfect. You shouldn't want anyone to have to suffer eternally, not even your enemies. 
God doesn't want anyone to suffer, but he does give each person the choice to come back to him. He wants you to be able to reach as many people as possible so that you can guide them to turn away from sin and from an eternal death. Now, James chapter 5 verse 20 says, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. And again, that's James chapter 5 verse 20. Please don't give up on them. God needs you to trust him so that you can be used to guide people to salvation. It is up to the Holy Spirit to ultimately change a person's heart. But you still have the responsibility to share the gospel to others. Just because it seems as if salvation is free to us, Jesus paid the price with a horrific death for us to have this freedom from sin and to prevent us from suffering eternally. The blood that Jesus shed covers and forgives us from our sins and restores us back to God. Now, it sums it up with these scriptures that I'm about to read when it comes to salvation. So Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 through 28 says, In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy for the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priests here on earth who enter the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of the many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. And again, that's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22 through 28. This is what you must hold on to. And I see I'm out of time right now. So please just come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.